Hi, I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor-in-chief at Cybercrime Magazine. I'm here today with Richard Seewald, founder and managing partner at Evolution Equity Partners, an international venture capital investor partnering with exceptional entrepreneurs to develop market-leading cybersecurity and enterprise software companies. To learn more about Evolution Equity Partners, visit evolutionequity.com. Richard, welcome. Great to have you back with us. Hey, Steve, great to be here and very interesting quarter that we're entering into the final quarter of the year and very pleased to talk about the cybersecurity universe. Well, Richard, you and I are typically analyzing deal flow and we're going to get into that shortly. But first, I have to ask you about the Israeli cyber ecosystem in light of the devastating and heartbreaking news over the past week. Israel is the number two exporter of cybersecurity technology globally. You and I work with many Israeli companies, Pantera, for instance. How is this affecting our industry now? I know it's just so early. And how will it potentially affect us going forward? So, Steve, you're absolutely right. Israel is so integral in terms of an ecosystem with regard to cybersecurity that conflicts and disruption in the region certainly have some impact. I'd say if you look back over a 20-year period and the conflicts over that time period, these are very sad times, but over that 20-year period, technology investment and the technology category overall continue to grow. And I anticipate here that Israel will come back stronger, faster, and prepared to take on the challenges that are in front of it. And with respect to cybersecurity, better positioned to address that category with best-of-breed startups now more than ever. So. I think while the current environment and the current situation is very sad, looking forward, Israel remains a leader and a champion, a powerhouse in the cybersecurity space. Well, I couldn't agree more. Just very difficult to talk about, and I'm sure offline we'll get in touch with each other about that. So turning our attention now, Richard, to the most recent activity we're tracking, I want to start off with one of your investments into Protect AI. We can't talk about cybersecurity without talking about AI. Tell us about this company. I'm just so impressed with them. I had a chance to interview their founder and CEO, Ian, one of the most impressive founders we've been in front of. Talk to us about the opportunity you see in this space around AI as well. So you're absolutely right. Protect AI is a highly attractive platform that addresses the risks around machine learning and AI at their core foundationally. For developers and builders who are building machine learning and AI applications and systems, being able to ensure that that developer ecosystem is safe from manipulation, hacks, poisoning of data before that code goes into production is mission critical. It's really at the core of safe machine learning and AI. Once code goes into production, the impact of machine learning and AI algorithms that have been manipulated or poisoned is tremendous. So just think about the attack surface that has grown over the last years. You know, when you look back a decade, machine learning and AI in cybersecurity were primarily utilized for detection and response purposes. And over that decade, Plus, it's become an integral part of the cybersecurity stack for many cybersecurity companies. As we kind of enter into this phase where large language models, generative AI, 
the whole chat GPT phenomena becomes incorporated into corporate structures. You see that attack surface expand tremendously and the kind of what could go wrong of manipulated algorithms, poison data, where large language models are being integrated in the corporate infrastructure increases tremendously. So that attack surface has become more relevant. And going back to Protect AI, who as a team have been working in machine learning and AI for a considerable time, coming out of organizations like AWS and Oracle, where they were responsible for the entire machine learning and AI operation. And the fact that Ian Swanson, serial entrepreneur, has been addressing these problems in this category for some time positions the company extremely well. So we're very pleased to be invested there together with our friends at Boltstart and our co-investor in this round, Salesforce Ventures, and a host of other investors that are tremendous investors and consortia. We're very pleased with how Protect AI is positioned in the market. So Richard, how important are these you know, founders and CEOs? How heavily are they weighted into the equation when you consider an investment? Ian, for instance, started up datascience.com, very hot company. They were acquired by Oracle. Before that, he had started up another company, so Metrics, which was acquired by American Express. And just when you listen to him, you're quiet and, and you stand back, wow, this guy really, really knows the space. Yeah, look, Ian and his team are phenomenal in terms of their understanding of the category, their understanding of building a company, and their understanding of how to penetrate new markets and monetize on technology relevant to it. So I think whenever we're looking at investing in a company, it's a people business. You're looking for founders that have that experience, that capability and knowledge to be able to navigate all of the charted and uncharted waters of building a successful software business. And he and his team qualify in droves in terms of having all of that knowledge. So I think each company has strengths and areas that one could grow on. But I think here we've got that package of tremendous team, technology that's relevant in the current market and going forward, and a huge addressable market. So that package together just creates an opportunity that we are happy to be invested in. So you talk about a huge addressable market and Evolution Equity Partners has a knack for identifying those, investing in those markets. Another one would be the cybersecurity awareness space. This is Cybersecurity Awareness Month in October. So I want to ask you about another company in your portfolio, CybeSafe. You invested into them last year. When you look at this market, what do you see? Is there still room for new entrants, new opportunity? So CybeSafe, another great example of a solid founding team. Oz and his team, first of all, come from a background where they were officers in the UK military, background deep in cybersecurity and intelligence. And the platform that they built around cybersecurity training is only part of the story. So that training category is populated by several companies that have been around for a while. But what they do is also utilize data that is aggregated through that training process, and they're able to analyze some of the human risk within an organization. So it's the human factor in many cases 
that is prone to some of the vulnerabilities that are out there. I think when you point to ransomware, it's often human that is clicking a link that ultimately downloads a payload of malware. And ultimately, you're in a position where you make a choice on paying ransom. But in terms of improving on that human factor that relates to cyber posture, CybeSafe is positioned extremely well. To do that, it's the next generation of cybersecurity awareness and training that incorporates the types of threat intelligence that one gains in being able to address the human factor in cybersecurity. So Richard, you were recently on with us. We also had Jamil Farshi. He's the CISO at Equifax. Great conversation the three of us had. And at one point he turned to you and he said, so Richard, what's hot? Where should I invest? So we talked about AI and we talked about the security awareness training market. What other spaces are hot in 2023 that you see continuing to grow next year? You know, that conversation with Jamil was tremendous. I just thought if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that episode again. One of the things that he brought up was the ability to integrate tools into his stack that enabled ROI and efficiency gains. And one of the areas that we find highly attractive is the category around automation, hyper-automation, and then pulling that together with machine learning and AI to bring efficiencies to the Security Operations Center, the SOC. We're seeing some tremendous opportunity there. We'll announce an investment in that category in a team that is driving forward and growing rapidly. I think being able to deliver on what Jamil was talking about resonated, and you'll see an announcement on that in Q4, but that automation space enables chief security officers and SOCs to look at tier one and tier two roles, automate those, bringing more efficiency, ROI, and capability to the SOC team. It also enables IT roles in and around cybersecurity to utilize those automation tools. The next generation of that will bring tremendous ROI to a SOC and security professionals. We're excited about that segment. So a lot of people talk about the cybersecurity space and they measure it by VC investments and they tend to compare it. So they'll look at this year and compare it to last year and compare it to the year before and then argue the market is slowing down. Now, where I have a problem with that, probably two things. Number one, billions of dollars have been invested into cybersecurity companies over the past five years. And there really has to be a time where we're measuring market execution. But the other thing I look at is cybersecurity spending. We're looking at almost a $2 trillion market over a five-year period. And that's not slowing down. You could look at Gartner's figures, you could look at any analyst figures, and spending is up. So although the investments may not be where they were last year, there is no market slowdown, at least not in my opinion. Curious to hear your thoughts on that. I would agree. I think as a measure, the amount of money that goes into cybersecurity each year in terms of investment, whether it's VC investment, private equity investment, or other, is only one indicator. That should not be used as a barometer of the health of our industry. You know, there's always going to be ebbs and flows of capital given where we are in the cycle. Some of that having nothing to do with the quality of cybersecurity companies that are out there. Look, in the current environment, not dissimilar from 
the environment and the post 9-11 time period, the post-2008 financial crisis time period, there are going to be imbalances of supply and demand of capital. You're going to see generalists perhaps step back and not be interested in the type of category that cyber is, where it demands the type of 24-hour, 365 focus on the category to identify best-of-breed companies and actually best-of-breed investments. I would look to cash-on-cash returns of investors that are focused on this category, that have been doing it for 20 years. I think that's demonstrative of the opportunity and the success that cybersecurity companies have had over that time period. And that's not necessarily correlated. The amount of money that's in the market as it relates to return on investment, you have to take a long, hard look on that to see where that correlation is. But I'll tell you, if you've been in this category for a period of time, you've had the opportunity to invest in best-of-breed companies and demonstrably show investors your capability to generate returns. And if you've done that, you're sitting on capital today investing in the market where I'd say no better time than the present to be investing in cybersecurity. In this part of the economic cycle, if you go back historically, this has been time when next generation cybersecurity companies have been built to address the types of attacks that we're seeing that are more persistent, better funded, utilizing machine learning and AI and a host of other technology levers to become more effective. Being able to defend and protect against that is not only a noble cause, but it's a cause that delivers cash on cash returns. And I think that's the way you should measure this. I mean, as investors, that's what we do. And I think over time, you see the cybersecurity stack improve. You see companies become more proficient in being able to defend and protect against those attacks. And certainly that's the most important measure is to do it in a way that, again, is more efficient, more capable to be able to defend against what we're seeing in the market today. And I'm confident that in the current environment, we're seeing the next generation of names that you'll see as publicly listed companies alongside of the well-known names today over the next five to seven years. So we're excited about this market and investing in those companies. And I'll tell you, the quality only increases as time goes on. And that's demonstrative of the opportunity and the quality of the individuals that are starting companies in the cybersecurity space in 2023. Well, we're equally excited about the market, Richard. Looking forward to catching up with you. To wrap up Q4, we'll look back on the entire year. We'll have a tally of deal flow by dollar amount. We'll take a look at the number of companies who have raised upwards of 50 to $100 million. So we'll be excited to get your commentary on that. Hey, Steve, thanks a lot. So it's a pleasure to talk about the cybersecurity category and look forward to Q4 and closing out the year. I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor-in-chief at Cybercrime Magazine. This interview is sponsored by Evolution Equity, an international venture capital investor partnering with exceptional entrepreneurs to develop market-leading cybersecurity and enterprise software companies. Visit evolutionequity.com to learn more. You can keep up with all of our media at cybercrimemagazine.com.